Peoples, 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 welcome back to the second half of the Factory Theater Hour. The radio show podcast written and performed by college students and community members from Greenville, Illinois. I hope you all had a pleasant intermission and took advantage of the many tasty treats at the concession stand. Speaking of which, uh, you may have seen her at the concession stand. I want to hear it for our applause sign holder, Emmy Hug. Thank you. Mr. Borwick, Mr. Borwick, oh. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I'm just an assistant. I shouldn't be walking out in the middle of the show and interrupting everything. I know, I know. Sophie, not again. I just, I just feel so bad. The more I thought about it, the more bad I felt. I tried to imagine what it would be like to live with so many hemorrhoids. And then I tried to imagine what it would be like if somebody came out and just told the whole world about all of my many, many hemorrhoids. Sophie, please. Please let me finish. I'd rather not. Please, just let me read an official statement of sorrow, then I'll go. I, I have a bad feeling about this, but go ahead. <clears throat> I, Sophie Lavinia Yonches, being of sound mind and body, wish to officially apologize to Mr. Borwick. Hemorrhoids, also called piles or hidden bums of shame, are a serious problem, a problem from which Mr. Borwick suffers greatly. I was unaware that hemorrhoid sufferers, such as Mr. Borwick, often prefer to keep their pain a secret. I hereby, therefore, promise to refrain from mentioning Mr. Borwick's countless hemorrhoids from this point forward. Yours in perpetuity, Sophie Lavinia Yonches. Well, thank you, I guess, Sophie. You're welcome. But listen, Sophie, I need you to understand. Okay. Unless there is a fire backstage, do not come out here again, okay? Okay. Good. Good. Okay, well, if you'll make your way backstage then, I, we oh, have a okay. commercial to, okay. Oh, wait, 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 I forgot. Your test results came back. No, you don't have to. Yes, let's see. Um, yes. The doctor says it's not a strange growth. It's just regular old bacne. Please, do not. I didn't know what bacne was, so I asked. Sophie, you It's back acne. Acne on your back. Like pimples, you know. Goodbye, Sophie. Uh, bye. Okay. Moving on, let's hear once more from the FTH sponsor, Sugar. Thank you, sugar babes. <laughs> now, those voices are nearly as sweet as this here bowl of sugar. And you know what I like to do with a bowl of sugar? I take a big pinch of sugar right between my fingers and I stick it right between my lip and my gums. It's a real tasty treat for all ages. <laughs> and it comes the shakes right down. It's sugar, the miracle food. If you're feeling beat and your tooth is sweet, Folks, up next on the Factory Theater Hour, we have the show that's not afraid to look at both sides of the issue. It's Face to Face. Good evening, I'm Fleurne Parcell, and this is Face to Face. Tonight, a debate that spans the decades, flat earth versus round earth. Who's right, who's wrong? Let's find out. 
Joining us tonight to argue for flatness, Tara Lavelle. Tara, welcome. Thank you, Fern. And sitting across from Tara, here to argue for a round earth, Cyrus Urkel. Cyrus, thank you for joining us today. Happy to be here, Fern. Now, now before we get started, I wanted to address the elephant in the room. Elephants are flat, Fern. Please, please, Tara, you'll get a chance to speak in just a moment. I was actually referring to a metaphorical elephant. The two of you were in the news recently. Something about a public disturbance at the International House of Pancakes. Either of you care to comment? She threw a waffle at me, Fern. I was making a point that waffle flew straight through the air, Cyrus. How could that happen on around Earth? How, Cyrus? How? I was with my family. You could have injured someone. Your family? You mean your three cats? They're my babies. Who brings cats into AHA? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I can see I've touched a sore spot here. Let's move on to our debate. Before we start, I want to assure our viewers that Face to Face is an impartial show. We open to all views, and as moderator of this debate, I promise to be fair and balanced. Okay, so let's begin with the dumbest side of our debate. Tara, why do you believe in a flat earth? Ha <laughs> ha, nice try, Fern. But words like dumb or pea brain don't faze me anymore. I hear them every day, sometimes several times an hour. Fern, I used to think the same way, walking around believing anything so-called specialists or teachers or smart people told me. Luckily, I had an open mind and once presented with the evidence, my mind was swayed to the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and what evidence are we talking about here, Tara? Let me answer that by giving you a gift, Fern. Here you go. What is this? It seems like you've handed me a small, flat, smooth That's stone. That's right, Fern. Now, Fern, when you hold that stone in your hand, what exactly do it make you think of? Well, I guess it reminds me of skipping rocks when I was a little yep, kid. Yeah, that's right. And tell me this, Fern. If you tried to skip a rock that wasn't flat, say a round rock, what happened? Well, um, I guess it just sank to the exactly, bottom. Exactly, Fern. The round stone sank to the bottom. And that's how I know our planet is not round. If it was, we would all be sunk to the bottom. The, the bottom? The the bottom of what? The universe, Fern! The universe! Ooh, Jesus. Who's stupid now, Fern? <laughs> Still you. Cyrus! What do you say to all of this talk of skipping stones and universe bottoms? Frankly, Fern, I'm tempted to just rest my case right now, but I'll go ahead. Fern, just look around you. There are round things everywhere you look. Baseballs, basketballs, soccer balls, volleyballs, tennis balls. Did I say basketball? Yes, 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 yes. We all agree that balls are round. Balls are flat. Everyone, <laughs> everyone except Tara can agree that balls are round. What's your point? My point is, what, what I was trying to say is, can, can I, Fern, can I look at that rock for a minute? This? Yes, yes, sure. Here, go, go ahead. Hey, that's my rock. It's so... So smooth and, and flat. I, I, rem I remember when my peepaw was finding rocks for this, for me at the shore. We'd spend hours skipping stones across the lake. S Cyrus, you never finished your point. Are you, are you trying to say that balls are round so the earth must be round? I, I think I've changed my mind. <laughs> what? Who? 
Yes, yes, I changed my mind. Tara's right. The earth is flat, just like this beautiful, beautiful stone. Well, this is a first. I changed my mind too, Fern. Balls are round. It makes perfect sense. What is happening? I think it's obvious, Fern. My argument was so compelling that Tara had to admit she was wrong. And my argument was so compelling that Cyrus had to see it my way. You see, Fern, this is why it's important to have an open mind. Yeah, sheesh, Fern, get with the program. <laughs> but but you two still disagree. It doesn't matter anymore, Fern. We in love. What? That's right, and we're gonna show the world what it looked like when flat things and round things come together. Yeah, like tennis. Yeah, like tennis. Get it, Fern? Cause the ball is round, but the racket is yes, flat. Yes, 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 yes. I get it. Well, folks, there you have it. So what can we conclude after all this? I'd say there are two things. One, the Earth is most definitely round. And two, these are two of the most stupidest people I have ever met. That's it for tonight. From all of us here at Face to Face, good night. You've been listening to Face to Face on the Factory Theater Hour. Tonight's Factory Theater Hour players included Macy Sepp as Flern, Chastity Cook as Tara, and Ivy Lyons as Cyrus. Up next, all the way from Hollywood, California, Carmen Tripadero's Comedian Spotlight. Carmen, take it away. Thanks, Chris, and thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to my show, Comedian Spotlight. I've searched far and wide to bring you the funniest comedians in the country, and tonight you're in for a real treat. While I haven't heard his most recent material, I know this comedian to be just a wonderful, hilarious guy. So, without further ado, please help me welcome Lenny the Jokester. Thank you, thank you very much. What a great crowd. Well, as Carmen told you, my name is Lenny. Lenny the Jokester, and I am a comedian. So, uh, let's see. What's going on? You people travel much? Got some travelers in here? Yeah, I've got a Polish friend who's a sound engineer. And a Czech one, too. Czech one, too. That's funny. <laughs> Thank you. No, I mean, it's funny. I have a Polish friend, too. What part of Poland is your friend from? What? Your friend, your sound engineer. Where in Poland is he from? Um, I, I don't really know. Uh, do you usually interrupt the comedians like this? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'll be quiet. Sorry. Uh, it's, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I was walking to the bank earlier today. You know, had to deposit a check and stuff. While I was walking in, a clown held, held the door for me. I thought it was a nice jester. <laughs> a clown? Out in the real world? Wow. <laughs> yeah. At a bank, you saw a clown? Did, did he tell you his name? I can't believe you saw a clown. I didn't! Uh, sorry, no. I, I didn't see a clown. It's, it's just a joke, you know? Uh, part of my act? You didn't see a clown? No. Listen, can I finish my... But you act? said you did see a clown. You lied? <sighs> Listen, should I just leave? I mean, you're not even letting me do my act. No, go, go ahead with your act, I guess. Thank you. Okay, let's see. Wait, do you even have a Polish friend who's an audio engineer? No, it was a joke. I tell jokes for a living. You tell lies for a living. Please be quiet. Fine. Okay, so... Oh, I, I was hanging out in the bar with my buddies, you know, and just shooting the breeze when 
all of a sudden, a bear walks into the bar. Mm-hmm. And so the bear, he walks up to the bar and says to the bartender, I'll have a beer. And so the bartender responds, what's with the big paws? Lies, all lies. What is wrong with you, lady? These are jokes. I'm a comedian. This is your show. Comedian Spotlight. You should know how jokes work. But do you have to make things up? Can you just tell us true stories about your life? That's what good comedians do. <sighs> tell you what. How about I tell one more joke, then you pay me, then I leave this dump and we never see each other again. Fine, but you better stop lying. Right. Okay, uh, let's see. So last night, I was shopping at a music store, and I walked through the string instrument section, and you won't believe what happened. Yeah, I'll bet. One of the guitars turns to a ukulele and says... Guitars can't talk! Please let me just finish the joke! Don't you want to know what the guitar said to the ukulele? No. I think you do. Lies. So the guitar says to the ukulele, Uke, I am your father. <laughs> Yeah, you laughed. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You laughed. Maybe I did. It's still a lie. No, I win. You laughed. I no, win. No, no, liar. Oh, you've been listening to Comedy Spotlight on the Factory Theater Hour. Tonight's FTH players included Courtney Bailey Parker as Carmen and Dalton Jansen as Lenny. Well, the time has come for one of our favorite segments of the Factory Theater Hour. Sit back, relax, and prepare to enjoy another episode of Life with Frank. Life with Frank, that's the name of the show. Life with Frank, now here we go. I'm Billy. I'm Kate. I'm Marion. I'm Frank. I'm sleepy. (laughs) Grandpa. (laughs) Life with Frank. It's time for another episode of Life with Frank. Our hero Frank is an average family man with an average family and works as a custodian at his son's school. Frank's wife Marion has recently become the breadwinner of the home. The daughter Kate is 16 and causes Frank a great deal of stress as she becomes an adult. Their son Billy is a precocious young scamp that walks the fine line between genius and doofus. The family also includes Frank's aging and unpredictable father. So now that you've met the whole family, let's see what's happening inside the Jones family home. Frank, you left the garage light on again. Can you go turn it off? Yeah, I will, right after I finish fixing the toaster. I don't want to waste electricity. Marion, it's fine. I'll take care of it. Wasting electricity is a big deal, Frank. I'll get Billy to do it. Billy! Yeah, Mom? Will you go turn the garage light off? I'm uh, kind of busy right now, Mom. Busy with what? It's an experiment for school. I'm supposed to be seeing which vegetables are the best energy conductors. What? Let me see that. It's really interesting. Surprisingly, carrots are not as conductive as you'd think. Frank, your son has vegetables shoved into every power outlet in the living room. (laughs) Fair warning, Mom. If you touch that celery, you get a heck of a shock. Grandpa passed out about an hour ago and still hasn't regained consciousness. Oh my goodness, Grandpa! I told him not to, but he said he was hungry, so... Grandpa, wake up! What? What What happened? Where am I? Who are you? It's me, Marion. Marion? Are you my wife? Why do I smell toast? Are you trying to kill me? You ain't the first assassin I've ever married, and you won't be the last. I'm your daughter-in-law. Yeah, Grandpa, that's my mom. You remember her. All right, I'll take your word for it, boy. But, lady, I just want you to know that I'll be keeping my good eye on you. (laughs) 
One wrong move and kapow! I trained with Don King and Don Nuts. You understand me? Oh, I understand. What is going on in here? Why is Grandpa on the floor? Apparently, our son has been shoving everything from the crisper drawer into an outlet, and your father got hungry. And stupid. Mom, where's my phone charger? My phone is almost dead and Spike is supposed to call me any second. Not Spike Granger. Kate, I told you that we don't want you talking to that boy. Why must you keep us apart? We love each other. Kate, your charger is in the kitchen next to the microwave. Oh, thanks, Mom. We will talk about this later, young lady. Did you fix the toaster yet, Frank? Yeah, I think so. Fixing appliances? Well, that's my speciality. Why don't you let me take a crack at that? I don't know if that's a good idea. All right, now, first things first, kid. But you made a rookie mistake here, all right? Now, now, fella, look, you got to keep it plugged in while you're working on it. (laughs) How are you supposed to know when the pistons are firing? (laughs) Now, first things first, uh, where's the pull start? Dad, toasters don't have pull starts. They don't have pull starts? Ah, this is one of those fancy nuclear-powered toasters, eh? Yeah, back in my day, our toaster was horse-powered. Took three horses per loaf. I always liked my toast a little on the lighter side, so I used a pony. Billy, get that vegetable mess all cleaned up before someone else gets hurt. I can't, Mom. This project is due tomorrow. I loved that pony. Her name was Melanie. We'd spend all afternoon together... Making toast. But then came the great toast famine. Hard times for all of us. That's when my father made me shoot Melanie. I have to present my findings to the whole class in the morning. I was so sad that that was until Melanie's ghost came to visit me one night. If I don't finish my project, I'll get the first F of my entire school career. She told me that I had to shoot Archduke Ferdinand and I was the chosen one. Dad, you did not start World War I. Yes, I did. It took me months to find safe passage to Sarajevo, and I I had to hide in a basket made of reeds for many nights as I floated down the Nile River. Dad, why is it that you have the mental capacity to come up with all these crazy stories, but you can't remember to put on pants before going to the store? Uh, Pants are leg prisons. If I get... If I get an F on my project, I'll never get into college, I'll never become a supervillain, and I'll never conquer the world! Look! There's celery in this outlet! Don't touch that! Uh, But I'll help you finish your project after dinner, okay? Dinner is ready! Kate, dinner! I'm on the phone! Hang up now! Dad, I can't! Spike only gets one phone call a day from jail. (laughs) Jail? Kate, hang up! Fine. Bye, Spike. I'll see you during visiting hours tomorrow. Hey, Marion, what do you say to a little dinner music, eh? That sounds lovely. I'll turn the radio on. Breaking news! A massive thunderstorm is headed directly towards our listening area. The weather service is predicting gale force winds and advises everyone to take shelter immediately. Oh, no! We'll be right back after a word from Sugar. If you're feeling beat and your tooth is sweet, take a little break with Sugar. Sugar! Now, I know what you big city folks might be saying. Sugar's outdated and unhealthy. Well, that's just poppycock. I even heard one fella talking about how sugar caused him to lose his feet. (laughs) If that's true, it's a sad story. All I know is all the amputees I've ever seen have been to war. I won't stand for all this sugar hating. It's unnecessary and rude. They want to take my sugar away, well, they can pry it from my cold, dead mouth. It's sugar. (laughs) 
If you're feeling faint and your tooth is sweet, take a little break with sugar. Sugar. And now back to life with Frank. All right, everyone in the basement. But uh, what about my school project? What about dinner? What about Melanie? Billy, you'll just have to deal with it. Mom, let's grab as much dinner as we can carry. Grandpa, you can tell us more lies when we get to the basement. That's right, let's head down. All right, all right. I'm not happy about it, though. When I get to the bottom of these stairs, I'm gonna rip the dustiest old man fart you've ever dealt with. is right, but I've got brewing deep down inside of me. Grandpa, this is no time for threats. The power went out. Oh, that's why I can't see anything. Frank, where is the flashlight? It's usually on this shelf. Oh, well, I needed it to use to fix the toaster. You left it upstairs? Yeah, it's on the charging dock. Who buys a rechargeable flashlight? It was on sale. But isn't the beautiful thing about a flashlight the ability to change out the batteries when it goes dead? Mom, don't yell at Dad. Do you know how, do you have any idea how many discarded batteries get put into landfills each year? Three million. I remember when I was a kid, we recycled our old batteries. You recycled way back then? Oh yeah, we found lots of uses for old things. I'd save all those old batteries until winter time. I'd leave them outside for the first hard freeze, then I'd spend the next three days chucking them at the nuns over at St. Matthew's as they did their daily prayer walk. That's terrible! Marion, we live in America. Those nuns had every right to pray. I don't think that's what she means, Dad. After I fail my science project, I'll probably spend every day throwing old batteries at nuns, too. Oh, Billy, you honor me. Well, we don't have a flashlight. We don't have a radio. The power is out. What should we do? Hey, I was feeling around these old boxes, and I think I found some candles. Great. Bring them over here, Kate. How are we going to light them? Do we have any matches? Oh, don't worry. I have a lighter. Where'd you get a lighter? Uh, it's it's not a big deal, Mom. Kate, answer your mother. Spike gave it to me just before he was arrested, okay? He said as long as I kept it, I would know just how strongly his love burns for me. What a load of crap. (laughs) We love each other, okay? And I don't care what any of you say. You know what I love? Cheese. Ma, do we have any cheese? Well, it just so happens that I do. Why do you just so happen to have cheese? Well, Kate and I grabbed everything off the dinner table before we came down to the basement. Well, what else is there to eat? I'm starving. That's pretty much it. What do you mean that's it? I mean, that's all there is. You mean you and Kate grabbed dinner from the table, and what you grabbed from that table was cheese? Yes. So we're having cheese for dinner? I was going to make toast, but you didn't have the toaster fixed in time. You know what? Toast sounds great. Who wants toast? Ooh, I do. Yeah, me. Hold on, you cheese heads. The power is out. No toast. Oh, yeah. Well, fine. How about popcorn? Dad. Or soup? Dad, there was some really tasty celery in the living room. I'll go grab that. Fine. You know what, Dad? You go ahead. Go eat the power outlet vegetables. Uh, Here, take this candle so you can see. Be careful, Grandpa. I'll bring you back something, boy. Maybe I'll find an eggplant in the AC vent. Frank, I wish you wouldn't have let him go up those stairs by himself. Me too. What if he falls? He could drop his candle and set the house on fire. Oh, he'll be fine. The lights came back on. Oh, this one looks good. (laughs) 
You've been listening to Life with Frank on the Factory Theater Hour. Tonight's Factory Theater Hour players included Jess Adam as Grandpa, Jack Dottie as Billy, Emily Gaffner as Kate, Chris Borwick as Frank, and Macy Sepp as Marion. Well, folks, up next we bring you our own Jack Dottie to the stage. If you attended Jack's one-man show last year, you know him as a guy with a lot of stuff on his mind. So here now, to let out some of that stuff, Jack Dottie with his very own segment, Jack Be Thinking. Don't you wish that jewelry stores would spend more time saying, yes, Jack, that's a great idea, and less time saying, no, Jack, we're not going to open a second shop across the street and call it the Jewelry Store. Jews aren't French. Because it's like, come on. They can be. And every jewelry shop says this. Who is telling all these people that Jews can't be French? Jack, I believe in aliens. I really do. But I think that they already know about Earth, and they're just purposefully avoiding it. Not because of any politics stuff. I think that anytime you have life, you're going to have crappy people. That's just how it goes. But I believe that they think we're really loud. Like they're flying by in their little space shuttles, and they can hear the all the way from the ground, and they're just like, I am so sick of Miley Cyrus. In every stage of a romantic relationship, you're supposed to tell people about it. Like when you're talking to someone, you're supposed to tell all your friends, and when you start going out on dates and stuff, then you tell your parents, and then when your boyfriend, girlfriend, you tell your grandparents on Facebook, and then when you get married, you have to tell the government about it, which I think is really stupid. Why does the government need to know about my romantic life, right? But you do get some cool stuff like tax breaks or whatever, so when I get married, I'm gonna do the normal thing and tell the government about it. Because even though that I don't think it should exist, I'm still gonna take full advantage of it while it does which is also my stance on white privilege. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Uh, a reminder that the views expressed during Jack Be Thinking are not necessarily the views of the Factory Theater Hour or its sponsor, Sugar. Up next, we're going to ask our very own Jess Adam to move to the microphone for a new segment we're calling The Secret Sketch. At this very moment, Dalton is stepping on stage with a locked briefcase. Is he? Yes, good. Go ahead and start opening that up. Inside this briefcase is a sketch which Jess has never seen before. His job, should he choose to accept, is to perform all of the characters in this sketch on his own. Jess, are you up for it? No. Well, you have no choice. Dalton, you can confirm that this briefcase has been secure and secret up until this very moment? I can. Good. All right, open up the briefcase. He's opening it up. And Jess, go ahead and take that script. You can see that it is a top secret script that he has never seen before. Let's give Jess some encouragement as we begin the secret sketch. This isn't a joke, by the way. Look, Mommy, I found a puppy. Arf, arf. Oh, what a cutie. Arf, arf. Can I keep him? Well, we'll have to ask your father, dear. William! Daddy! William! Daddy! What? What is it? Is something wrong? Arf! Arf! Look, Daddy, I found a puppy. Can I keep him? Oh, I'm afraid not, champ. Oh, but, but why not? Don't you love me and, and want what's best for me? <laughs> oh, Gregory, of course I love you. I told you so just last month. <laughs> No, Gregory, the reason you can't have a dog is because of Janice. Janice? But Janice loves us dogs. 
<laughs> Close, dear. Janice loves to eat dogs. <laughs> she won't eat a puppy. Arf, arf. Your mother's right, Gregory. Hyenas eat everything. They can't help it. Heck, the only reason Janice hasn't eaten us is we smell so bad. That's right, dear. That's why we never wash, ever, ever, ever wash ourselves. You're wrong. Janice won't eat a puppy. Janice will love puppy. I'll prove it. Janice! Here, girl! Here, Janice! No, Gregory, don't call her in here. Gregory, what are you doing? Arf! Arf! Here, Janice! (laughs) Good girl! Good, Janice! See, she's just sniffing, puppy. She's making friends. Stand back, Gregory. It's not safe. (laughs) See, she's licking him. She loves puppy. (laughs) William, do something. It's too late, dear. What do you mean it's too late? They're friends. See, just look at them now. No! Bad Janice! Oh my, oh no! Dear, why don't you take Janice for a walk? I'll have a talk with Gregory. Yes, okay. Come, Janice! Come on, good good girl, good girl. Daddy, Janice ate puppy. I know, son, it's hard, but it's it's okay to be sad. Daddy, sometimes I dream of living in a real world where where people aren't required to have pet hyenas. We could wash ourselves and our puppies wouldn't have to get eaten. Well, it's a beautiful vision, son. Unfortunately, this is the sketch we're in. Such a horrible sketch! Well, I don't know, Gregory. We may never know. <laughs> oh, Daddy! We'd like to assure you that no puppies were harmed during the recording of this sketch. However, a fictional puppy was devoured by a hyena. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. The secret sketch. Well, folks, I'm very happy to bring Chastity Cook to the stage one more time for one more song for you. Chastity, I did not write down the name of this song. Can you please tell us what it is? It's Feeling Good by Nina Simone. Oh, that's right. And it is great. So please join me in welcoming Chastity Cook. Flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. Yeah, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. And I'm feeling good 
Watching the sea, you know how I feel. A river running free, you know how I feel. Blossom on the tree, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, and I'm feeling good. Dragonfly out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun, you know what I mean. Sleep in peace when day is done, that's what I mean. In this old world is a new world in a bold world of the pine you know how I feel freedom is mine and I know how I feel it's a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life for me oh. Cook, everybody. Wow. Well, you managed to make it through another factory theater hour. So from those of us... <coughs> Sophie. Hello. Yeah. Uh, I thought you understood that you were not to come out here anymore. I know. I just felt like we never really got closure on the whole hemorrhoid thing. Sophie, I said not to come out here again unless there was a fire backstage. Oh, there is. What? Yeah, I started one right up. Why? I could come back out here. It's so boring back there. Sophie! Don't worry. Jack found a fire extinguisher. He's putting it out as we speak. I'm putting it out as we speak. Okay, well, that's good, I guess. Listen, Mr. Borwick, I think I have to quit. What? Yeah, assistanting isn't really what I thought it was going to be. There's way more hemorrhoid stuff than I thought. <laughs> All right, well, if, if you really feel that way, I guess... I, I was wondering if you had any more room for a performer on the show. Well, you, you are very comfortable in front of the microphone, i got to say. Well, too comfortable, maybe, but... Uh, how about you stay out here and sing the closing song with all of us, and we'll see how you do. Really? Really. Yay! Just no more fires, please. I'll try my best. You've been listening to the Factory Theater Hour. Tonight's FTH players included Sophie Yonches, Dalton Jansen, Ivy Lyons, Emily Gaffner, Chastity Cook, Macy Sepp, Chris Borwick, Courtney Bailey Parker, and Jess Adam. Special thanks to our applause sign specialist, Emmy Hug, our tech specialist, Clayton Lorraine, and our musical guru, Nick, N-I-C-K, Watterson. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for more from the Factory Theater Hour.